thing that somebody called at the gym session that I don't know, that's the last night that I'm not gonna know it. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. My guest on this episode is multi-instrumentalist Johnny Keys. This really was an inspirational conversation for me as we got into Johnny's grit and incredible work ethic, which I'd say is second to none. Uh, We also talked about his experience growing up in Haiti before he came to Rhode Island in his late teens. And a lot of our conversation was about how he's become a part of so many bands uh, that, that span numerous music styles. So thanks so much for checking this out. I will be sharing some photos and videos from Johnny's music career on social media. So make sure to follow at Living Room UTB on Facebook and Instagram and enjoy the episode. I grew up in a country in the Caribbean called Haiti. Yeah, man, I was I was born and raised and raised uh, there. Yeah. Okay. How long did you live there till? Until I was nineteen. That's when I came here. Yeah. Okay. And what was that experience like growing up in Haiti? I mean, obviously, you know, know um, know the country and everything like that. But uh, what was your own personal experience with it? Man, it was the best thing ever. So I uh, really got a chance to really be part of a great history. This is a little bit away from music, but uh, Haiti represents a lot for the current state of our world in terms of uh, the history of uh, what used to happen in the past. And Haiti yep. is the first country that we able to really push that kind of energy away and kind of set an example for the world. So I'm really proud to really grow up in that society. Uh, it is really the the really found the foundation of my strength, of my courage, of my hustle. So I mean, I, I really loved it. <laughs> That's fantastic. And when did you start getting into Thank music? You. Cool, man. That's a great question, man. Uh, I started to get into music at the age of nine. Um, nine? Okay. It's kind of, yeah, it's a bit interesting because uh, there's nobody in my family that do music at all. Um, wow. My okay. mom used uh, to sing, uh, yeah, my mom used to sing in a church choir, but it's like something that she just does like a third Sunday of each month, like as a hobby. And, uh, my uh, dad used to have like a little small top keyboard, a little like f- 15 to 25 keys, little toy. And then uh, when he comes from work, he kind of drive, uh, drive uh, his own truck. Uh, that was his. So when he would uh, come from work, he would have this little toy keyboard that he play one little song for <laughs> church. And... Uh, <laughs> And the culture that I grew up, it's like uh, uh, kids in that 
culture for the most part didn't have ac- have access to all the toys and okay. all that kind of good uh, good stuff. So my dad used to finish playing that little toy keyboard as his pastime and lock it up in his armoire. Okay. So, wow. So one of, yeah <laughs> yeah one of the days. So I so I uh, ask him hey <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I asked him, can I try uh, that song that you were playing? And uh, my dad was sort of, of a sarcastic guy. So he was like, ah, you really want to pl- break my uh, my uh, little key. key. <laughs> 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 uh, right, because uh, we have, uh, well, uh, uh, he, he was kind of right, because uh, in the culture that I grew up uh, being a kid, I am sure it's it's the same thing for a lot of kids uh, in most places of the world. We are very curious. Like we like we would open the radio, we would open the TV, oh, okay. find out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So so we would feel like we could fix anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so so he was uh, he was uh, talking from uh, that stand from that standpoint. And since I was a kid, I was always like. Um, convince him so i convinced him to kind of let me try to play that song and uh yeah i ended up playing the song just just the way that he played it uh which created some like one like which created like two things for me one he was very excited that that i was a fast learner yeah two he uh, he he was thinking to himself did i go in his armoire uh, and get the key to practice that song so mm-hmm. i ended up creating creating a little problem for myself because i i had now to convince him that i never went into his like armor <laughs> to get a hold of that keyboard yeah he was like how did you know this? and you i had told him to go check go right yeah. <laughs> so that is that is pretty much how that started for me and when he saw that he invested in some private lesson for Okay, and what were you learning early on then? Was it piano? Piano, piano, yes. Yeah. So there was a teacher and and my co and my community that was really good, and he he straightforward. He started me with playing uh, classical music, mm-hmm. and uh, by like three, I I uh, I was already playing uh, and subbing for him at the church that he was playing at that time. Wow. Okay. So church was like the first time you started performing? Yeah, church was the first thing for me because I grew up in a Christian fam- a family. So uh, growing up, uh, I kind of grew up in that environment before that I could even make a choice. So it was just what around. was around me. Yeah. And that, that, that was the first place that I played, yeah. Okay. And what type, was it just the... the- traditional christian hymns and stuff like that or where is it um um it, uh, it was a little mixture or? of of uh, both uh, and we do have the hymns but since we are part of the caribbean so we have our own caribbean vibe and a style that we infuse and some music and we are influenced by the u.s and uh, the the western world like really yeah. A lot. So we do a lot of the songs from here, f- from all the part of the world. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you continued playing until you came. Uh, was did you come to Rhode Island um, at, at nineteen, or what was your first? Straightforward. 
what, yeah. what brought you so, to the uh, state? Great question, man. Um, I uh, continued playing, and then when I finished my high school and my country, uh, the next move for me was to come to the U.S. and continue on with my education. And okay. uh, my, uh, I, I, I already had family and and um, Rhode Island, so it it just made sense to really get from the cool Caribbean weather to the very nice snow that we have here. It just made sense. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What school did you go to here? Here, um, when I came here, things didn't quite pan out the way that I hoped that things would. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, the expectation that we had of how, because uh, I was really good in school and my country like straight A, still <laughs> then. But the way that we envisioned how the transition been, uh, it wasn't that uh, smooth. So uh, when I came here, I uh, spent a few years without being able to really do what I thought would would be an easy path, and then uh, I got I got accepted to go to Berkeley a little later. Okay. Uh, but didn't really spend any time there. I got accepted to go there, go station, and uh, I had a roadblock there as well that would made it not possible for me that like that didn't make sense so uh let's just say that i got accepted to go to berkeley <laughs> yeah uh, that's yeah I mean, that's good um so then what was what was driving you um to learn more music um because you know many other instruments now and i'd love to hear you talk about what other instruments you play besides the piano but you know what was kind of moving you forward um, with that yeah sure sure so uh my main instrument is really keys but yeah. um, i remember that i was taking classes uh, with that teacher that i studied at nine and my uh dad would come to the u.s very frequently but uh he never wanted to really stay here uh so he would come here spend some time and then Come, come back and as a kid we always have a like a list of uh requests what we would like our our parents to come from the u.s with to bring us mm -hmm. and uh on top of of my list was what it was a keyboard because believe it or not i was taking piano lesson but i did not have a keyboard uh wow. at the at the time so i didn't have one off of my own uh so um, I would ask my dad, like my first on my list was to bring me a keyboard. And I really don't know how to get this, why end up come here and go back home with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like, you are the one paying for my piano lessons, right? Like you're aware that I am taking piano lessons, right? <laughs> Why do and, I have this uh, guitar now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, being a uh, being a kid in my country with a lot of time and and your head, so I started to just stay home and figure the out and go to see people play, and that's how I end up kind of playing. Uh, guitar and then later i found out that i kind of like bass more than the guitar mm -hmm. and i start to really play bass yeah yeah okay um and where did you move to here in rhode island like where where is uh home here in the states for you are you in providence are you in 
Prague, Prague, Prague. Yeah, yeah cool. Providence. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I moved because I already had family. Had family here. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. yeah so then, what what was like the next step? I guess you know. So you're here. <laughs> you want to play music. How did you connect with people? Like, what was the first act? What was the first show you did here in Rhode Island? Yeah. So when I first came here, uh, being the fact that I was raised in the church, uh, the first thing that I did here is uh, come and connect with uh, with my fellow Haitians and mm-hmm. uh, really uh, and uh, start playing in uh, church. Nice. And uh, I, uh, as I told you, I grew up. Uh, my uh, parents uh, like they raised me in like a church environment. Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, I really didn't get a chance to really listen to other type of music that was called secular. Oh, okay. There's there's standpoint. Yeah. So um, when I came here, so I went straight to the church and uh, really tried to really build there, and I really had a good time playing with a few choirs, with a few acts, but uh, it wasn't quite uh, for me what I had envisioned it to be uh, to really kind of go out and like uh, net to work with a musician just play with this church and somebody come from this church asked me to play something for them at another church and yeah, somebody yeah. from this church so one thing lead to the next that's how i really started playing here okay yeah so i mean i i uh I know you do a lot of other things, teaching and production and stuff like that. But I mean, um, you know, we're talking about some bands. So like, what was the the first band you played in? You know, you have your own band, you play um, in a lot of different styles of music now. So I'd love to maybe just kind of focus on, on that right now. Yeah. Um, so I kind of started to really do gigs here and there, play with uh, different people, but uh, one of the things that really started to open up Rhode Island and really music for me is, uh, um, there used to be that gem, gem session we used to have at The Roots, uh, The oh, Roots yeah. uh, Cafe. It is yeah. no long, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it is no, long, no longer that now. Uh, before that I started to really play here, I uh, started traveling with uh, this choir and, uh, it was great for for me because I got a chance to leave Rhode Island and go to different places, and I got a chance to play with different people. I got a chance to play with Livingston Taylor at that time. That was really huge for me. Yeah. When I got to play with them, yeah. and um, and uh, when I got back to Rhode Island, start to just go to gems, gem session, any music going on, and I would go, and um. Uh, I really owe a lot to Mibit Threats, man. I am not sure you have heard of uh, Mibit. No. Who's that? Oh, man. He's a bass player uh, in uh, Rhode Island. He's yeah, a guy okay. that's from here, and he went to he went to L.A., did a lot of great things, and came back. And uh, he was running that gem, that gem session at the Roots Cafe. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah. at that time... I was already like uh, recording a lot of music at uh, my place, but I was like really kind of onto myself, just just doing my recording, listening to a lot of music. But people in Rhode Island outside of churches didn't really know me. Yeah. So you started going to the the jams at 
recruits and um, and from there you connected with some other people. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so I, uh, that's kind of around the time that I start to kind of just going out and anybody that's that's playing in town, anything that I hear, I'm like a very open book, like Kai, uh, that guy. So if a friend say, hey, uh, Johnny, do you know X? Uh, X is playing here. I'm like quick to go just ch- just check it out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at uh, that time, I uh, was just really just uh, trying to really grab as much of the culture that I can and learn as much music. And mind, mind you, I am not from here. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to really grab and really as as much as, as I can. But um, yeah. little that I know, maybe it, and uh, some guys had heard of some of the things that I was doing, mostly with church. Uh, from what they were telling me, they uh, heard that I have a good feel. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how they brought me in to play, like, at the time, some music that I didn't know anything about. They uh, just trust, trusted that my, my feel could really get me in the room, at least. Yeah, okay. So that's that's uh, kind of really how that uh, started, and uh, I re- I remember when I was there. There's a couple of songs that uh, some uh, somebody called at the jam, and uh, they would look at me as if I'm supposed to know the know <laughs> to know the song. Hey, Johnny, what are we doing? Yeah, and you're like, all right, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would kind of still go through it, play it, and. At that time, I would make it my uh, business. Anything that somebody called at the gym session that I don't know, that's the last night that I'm not going to know it. So mm-hmm. I would literally make a list every night of whatever somebody play or what they call me to play. And the next week that I would come there, I like it would seem that I knew that song, but I really wow. did not. So, so that's kind of the challenge that I give myself because I'm like very calm, very competitive, competitive, and very like uh, perfectionist. So I never feel like some uh, something is good enough. Mm-hmm. So when somebody would call a song, and if I don't know it, I would really feel like less of the moment. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, I uh, wouldn't want somebody to call me play a song with them that I don't feel strong. So yeah. I, so every week I uh, would make my list, and uh, it seems to me that guys like Mebet and all the guys were paying attention to my slow growth. That kind of seemed every, every week. It seemed that I know more. Mm-hmm. But all all that I was doing is anything that somebody else played that I don't know. Like I'm like I need to know that song. I need yeah. to go learn this and go home, go online, do anything that I can to really learn it. So okay. that was really big and uh, really getting me in the Rhode Island scene. Yeah. Okay. So you're hearing just even the names of these songs called out, and you're going home and learning that song, like researching it, listening to it, just to kind of get it ingrained for someone exactly. potentially calling it next week, which they probably exactly. did it, but, <laughs> but now you know it and now you know, you know, hundreds of songs, you know? So Exactly. Um, but just to take a step back, so you really weren't familiar with jazz at all? I mean... I, 
I was familiar with jazz because even when I was in my country, I remember one of the first guys that I heard that I know that like that touch was like something special was like Ray Charles in my mm -hmm. country. I, I, I remember that I heard him from Lilo that we had from the radio of the influence from the outside world. Yeah. And, uh, and I was started to really learn his music, but I, like, I was not a jazz guy. Like I really didn't have the, like you really couldn't call me a jazz guy or guy that play really jazz at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty in incredible though to, to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that, like, what you were talking about earlier, that it does seem that, like, uh, there does seem to be a little bit of, like, a divided line between, like, Christian gospel music and, you know, secular pop music or whatever that they don't always co-mingle, you know, but you've done a great job of that. Um, I know Thank that you, you, Thank you. Um, you know, do a lot in the in, with gospel. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um yeah, sure. So, uh, gospel music for me was uh, really, um, as I grew up, I grew up in it, in that environment, and I ended up just being that environment and absorbing lots of it. Mm -hmm. So when I when I came here, so I uh, was just uh, saying yes to like any call, like any choir. I was mostly playing for churches and choirs. And okay. uh, with uh, doing choirs, when we are doing like like a convention, I used to play uh, this uh, festival called Winterfest with uh, that uh, Church of God that I used to play for. So from this convention, I uh, would meet different people, like open for Israel, Yuten, and uh, and uh, people that are huge. And I ended up being yeah. like in in uh, the same room. But yeah, mo like most of it was really with uh, choirs here and like with like uh, churches here. Yeah. But um, as I was doing that though, when I came here, this wasn't like a like I didn't necessarily have like a straight path, which uh, which uh, which allowed me to actually be the person that I am today. That uh, mm -hmm. I uh, I ended up playing different things because like different instruments. You mean? Or different. Not not only different. the 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 instrument, uh, different genres of uh, music. Cause yeah. I I wasn't necessarily a church gospel musician. Like mm -hmm. I was in the environment and I made the best that I could of it. But any call that I get for like a wedding, like for somebody who wanna do one uh, special Celine mm -hmm. your song and uh, and uh, this this event that I would just say yes to anything. And uh, me just being like very, very hard on, hard on myself, whenever that I get a call for whatever it is, it seems that when I come to do that thing, it seems that I know it well because of the challenge that I put on myself to, if I say yes to some, to, to anything, to really make sure that I really do it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of one of the mindset and uh, discipline that I really thank God for, but I really have to give it up for my upbringing, for the family that I grew up in, for the way that they raised us. Like they raised us in a way that uh, it's either you do something or you just don't do it. Yeah, like you give it 100% like, basically. Right. Yeah, prepare and yeah. Right. And uh, 
when you say yes for for something, try try your best to really to really give it your all. Oh, now one of the things that really start to help to help me as I was playing in uh, church, um, uh, I uh, got to meet uh, this uh, pastor that ended up being like a really door opener for me. His name is Charles. And before, and I still play at the, that church today. It's in John Stern. So, mm-hmm. so that pastor was really great for me in the sense that uh, when I grew up in my country in Haiti, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we talk in church, but being in my country, you really could not see the realization of the things that you talk about. Cause okay. You, yeah, so you would talk about something and... I was always like the kind of kid who, well, if we talk about this, I would kind of like to see, sub to see it. Yeah. And uh, when I came here, I went to a few churches. For me, it was kind of the same, still the same thing. But when I met uh, this pastor who ended up being like a father figure for me and really opened up the world for me. So I really start to travel with him and then uh, do like uh, events all around the uh, 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 the world with him, and he really start to to really teach, like to impart in uh, me all of the like uh, stuff that that I'm telling you too. Like if you say yes for something, make sure that you mean that. And I would take that mm-hmm. kind of stuff to to heart. So that really has a lot to to do with um. With uh, with putting me in certain places okay. in life, because I mean, quite frankly, if I would tell you for myself, I really don't feel or don't think that I deserve to be in half of the places that that I uh, <laughs> I, I uh, have been. Like quite frankly, like for me, um, there are some great guys here in Rhode uh, Island. Uh, there's John Olmark. I uh, believe that you did an, an, an interview with him too, right? John Almar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there are guys like that that like guys that are that are accomplished, uh, that do great things, that I get a chance to really play with and really meet and uh, do things with. And by no means that I put myself like I consider myself in the same room as some of those guys. But my work ethic uh, seems to really get me a lot of luck looking at your bio, I mean, some of the names that you've played with, you know, you've mentioned, but, you know, some of even the more popular names, like Damian Marley, is that correct? And Nas and Primus and Galactic and stuff like that. Like, how did you fall in with all of these bands, plus all of the gospel stars, like the major gospel stars that you played with, you know, like how all that... Right, so most of these guys are just guys that we share the same stage. We are part of uh, the same conference, either that I uh, open up for or be on uh, the same bill. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. Uh, with them, which, which was like really, really great for me to just be at that place that I got yeah, yeah. To, to really share the, share the stage with. But yeah. most of the things that I really... That in like uh, that, I'm most happy uh, like uh, about is really my like trio. There's a trio that I have that uh, we really started playing more uh, from 2015. There's this place yep. in Rhode Island, Ten Rags, that I really start to really 
play with my trio and then later and then later we got a chance to play a few fest uh festival around here and we got a chance to go to Cape Verde to to yeah. really play and I got a chance to feature my good man Marcus Montero on uh, sax mm-hmm. so like those like those are the things that I'm really yeah. proud uh, proud about Days I uh, really play a lot with a lot of Cape Cape Verdean artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, really like get a who, chance who? to work like uh, Joji, uh, uh, Looney Tunes, uh, Boy Gemens, uh, Maria de Santos. Uh, I uh, re- I recorded and arranged for Grace Evora. Okay. Uh, now those are all like guys that like. In the Cape Verdean world, like like I'm like just lucky to, <laughs> to really get a chance to really play play with them. But yeah. as I told you, like all of these things just come with like just being at at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And and somebody just asked Johnny, "Can you do this gig?" And yeah. me just saying yes without knowing what the gig is, <laughs> what I'm gonna have to do yeah. <laughs> to prepare for the gig and. Um, being like being the fact that I like to put the work in, so I uh, ended up getting a call back. So, so it's like the the entire people that I play with is always just one people just being happy with what I did and mm-hmm. give my name to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, which is like like for me, like really honored to really be a part of uh, that group. Mm-hmm. And locally here, uh, like some seven, eight years ago, I really got the opportunity. Uh, we become like good friends now and uh, pretty cool. Uh, Eric Bloom, who used to live here. Uh-huh. And uh, at that time, we were playing at FET. And uh, they have asked him to put a funk band, to, funk band together. And then I was just honored when they were looking for keyboard players and uh, people seemed to drop my name. What about yep. him? What what about him? And yeah. he like he he called me. At that time I was not really like a funk guy per say, but then again I have to give it up to gospel music. Gospel music is a bunch of music just being fused. Like while I was playing gospel music, I was playing funk. But in my head, I was playing 
gospel music. That's what I yeah. would call it. But it has elements of funk, of jazz, of blues, of R&B in it. But mm -hmm. just that uh, the message in it have them call it gospel music. But musically, it has the same characteristic of a lot of music. Mm -hmm. So um, I uh, guess there's there's a lot of people at the time that looked at me as if uh, they would trust me enough to to really put me in any places and uh, feel like I uh, could really do well. And uh, I will got in uh, that band, man. We had so much fun playing in that band. Then we went to to Fet. Uh, yeah. We got from Fed to Jovan, then we went to the to the parlor. We spent another three to four years there, yeah. if I can remember. So like those are the things that I'm really glad that I got to do. Then I played with uh, Jesus on uh, Dural, who's a guy in uh, town too. Yeah, who uh, play with his That's group. Uh, yeah, yeah. Play sal play salsa music. Yeah. So this is me coming from one world. To go right. to a completely <laughs> different world and then jump to a completely different world. Then yeah. I got a chance to travel with this guy, CD Maiga, who plays the GM, the GMB for Mali and playing like pure African music. And uh, I actually played bass in his band. Oh, okay. So I was playing bass with him first. Then he kind of started to call me for keys. Then one, like one, one day he would call me, and I would have to ask him, "What am I playing today? <laughs> where, do you, where do you want me, coach?" You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. So, um, so, uh, and then um, we have a Caribbean soul duo project with uh, Becky Bass. You might have heard of her. Yeah, yeah, and you do and, uh, like the Caribbean soul, or we're doing the Caribbean soul. Yeah. Like residency at uh, rooftop at the G, correct? Right, right, right. So this is our residency that we have, like for like our clients to really come see us. But we really play a lot of private event, like a mm -hmm. lot of stuff like that. And then in um, uh, Boston's ten, which is where I really make uh, uh, like uh, play with like uh, the wedding bands. I play with a lot of weddings bands. They play a lot of functions there, mm -hmm. and uh, so it's like. It's like uh, um, from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to to the next thing, and those are all the stuff that I really just stay, say yes to. Really, like uh, yeah, okay. I really don't don't consider myself like 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 the guy for that. Like I ended up getting that name for whatever reason uh, from people that like me, I guess. But uh, all I try to do is really get called for for something and try to show up and don't disappoint the person that that dropped your name. Mm -hmm. So that that has been my entire model. And then uh, we used to have this sum, this summer jazz uh, series at uh, the at Pearl at this place called Pearl and man I really gotta give like uh, gotta give it up to Jennifer Freitas she's the, uh, she's the manager she was now she has her own place the district and Providence uh, which is a place that I'll get to talk later on one of my favorite places and yeah. uh, Rhode Island <laughs> yeah and uh, whenever artists would come in uh, town that they just want a local band 
I yeah. would be honored to really get that call. So there, I believe that I got to play with Damien Iskoba, violent player, amazing guy. I And all those calls are last-minute calls, too, that I had to... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. They're keeping you and on your toes, you know. Like, oh, man. Like, like, <laughs> they really do. And I got to play with Al Bishaw there. I got to play with Jeff Bradshaw there. I got to play with uh, Eric Darius, sax player. So pretty much when in, oh, I got to play with uh, Ray Green, who's like, like a completely Nice guy we have in town that has done a lot of great things that live mm -hmm. right here in Boston with us. Like he worked with Tower of uh, Power, and uh, and right right now I believe he is out with uh, Carlos Mon Mon Tana. Like great guy, and I really got oh, a yeah. chance to really yeah work with him and uh, kind of play at, in his band and uh, get lucky to really get his uh, calls. So that is that is pretty much how for for me just one thing just lead to the next lead to the next and I'm lucky that uh, even in this time that we are in I still get calls that kind of like people that I don't know I have never worked with. Uh, cool. Did you also play? I uh, have uh, the Groove Merchants. Is that another? Yes, that as well. That's like another band that I played, uh, yeah, in Newport for some like four, four, five years. Uh, like, yeah, and I really got a chance to really play with one of my good friends, uh, Doug Wolverton. Oh, on, uh, oh man, from uh, like, Room Full of Blues, right? Yeah, yeah but plays with a lot of dudes. Yeah, yeah, but people. most people, yeah, he is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> great. So I got a chance to really play weekly uh, with them there, and I got a chance to re to record with and for him. So yeah. which yeah, which really opened up a whole other world for for me too, with a lot of musicians that I meet through that. Too. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with regard to Ten Rocks in Pawtucket, um, you host an open mic jazz. Can you talk about that? Um, it is Tuesday nights, right? The yes, yes. I mean, obviously things are paused right now. But yeah, if you can just talk about what that experience has been like and, you know, people that you're playing with, usually it seems like it's like Joe Potenza, some other people. Yeah, yeah. What your experiences with that and what people that can come to either just check it out or perform with you like what's what's that like you know yeah sure sure thank you man for uh, giving me the chance to really talk about this and um i kind of feel lucky feel lucky that i get a chance to play different kind of music but that tuesday night for me Mean, mean a lot more than any all the gigs that uh, that I had or have and continue to have uh, wow. because for me although that some people know me here and call me for work uh, the the trio the jazz trio at uh, at uh, Roots Cafe was really for me one of the things that really opened me up in Rhode Island Mm -hmm. So just being able to really get all those guys that really like maybe threats like uh, Richard Hahn, a Hahn, a Hahn, uh, now those are guys that kind of like they have done it. 
they have yeah. they have done it and they are just there chilling and for them to kind of bring me up and and kind of sort of put me in the same room and uh i wanted to really keep doing that gym forever but uh the place got got bought by uh, different people and they had some different vision for the place, which ended up changing the music scene for a lot of us in uh, Rhode Island. So when I got a chance uh, by uh, 10 Rocks to really have a jazz night, like like my, like my eyes just, like, man, I was so happy to be able to give back one, mm-hmm. of, the, one of the essential things that really make me really a lot of what I am or who I am and uh, and uh, what I'm in. now I get yeah. just to really have like a like a trio like with with like solid guys like Joe Potenza playing with us now and uh, my drummer and Tony Steele who's was another story man like this like like really nice band and uh, I mean now I uh, have Joe uh, but when we first started we have Sam Curzon uh, Kowski was like great friend, great bass player. Then we had my uh, my other friend, uh, Herman Duvernay, who was actually from my country, who started music at the same time that I did. Wow. Same birthday with me, we grew <laughs> up in, in the same church. Really? Wow. Yeah. So now he he, he, he was here playing, and and now I, like I have Joe plays with anybody in town like anything that happened in town joe had a part in it joe has yeah. his own gig his own thing like to really have like like that kind of band that i can call that the, talent that's there the, yeah. the 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 johnny kills trio like that is just such an honor and to really create an atmosphere that uh, i really didn't have until i was like 24 25 that now we have like cats that are like 12 come and just play with us really wow yeah like uh there's uh, this kid i uh, believe he is 15 16 now joe uh campo piano i hope that i'm not butchering his uh, his uh, last his last name <laughs> um so the way that i met him i was lucky uh through my friend uh Godwin Lewis, who sax player from my country, uh, and uh, Francisco Paich, who was like, I uh, believe, the head uh, of music at the, the Wheeler School. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had their, their summer camp, and we had a chance to impart into the kids. And I ended up meeting like that little kid, um, Joe, that I was supposed to help him out, like, Kid was already playing, <laughs> playing. Yeah. So you just and, sit there uh, and watch him. Yeah, right, right, right. Sit there and like, oh, okay, you're doing yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs just up. Just try yeah. to try, try to play this slow, the slower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so kids like that would come to the gym and like for me, like that's such a movement that I'm glad that even what I didn't have. I'm able to create like a platform to give. Mm-hmm. Like for me, this is huge. And uh, so we we really started it as a jam, really. Uh, when, when we started it, we really didn't think of much in it. Um, at that time, I was gigging like seven nights a week. On Mondays, I am uh, playing funk with uh, the Goof Merchants. On Wednesday, I'm... Uh, uh, 
uh, I am with uh, the funky autocrats. On Thursday, I am I am playing an event. On weekends, I am playing weddings, playing uh, shows. On Sundays, I am in church. So Tuesday for me was like a moment where I didn't have to learn song to perform. I had to express myself through jazz. Yeah. Okay. Like with like, which is for me why jazz is like jazz has like has has it has a special place for mm-hmm. me like because i can learn a song and know the song and decide that my trio is is, is gonna play it like this mm-hmm. not just the way that i learned it and like that tuesday night with all the cats that i have that i've had and uh, the and the band was like very inspirational <laughs> for me and uh still is today well when things kind of yeah, get back. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's incredible to hear. I, I, I do remember talking to John Allmark, um, who took over for Bovies uh, or took over the night at Bovies, um, as you know. But, uh, yeah. you know, just it, it seems like you're talking about that same kind of concept where those like jazz nights were like for jazz musicians to get together on their quote unquote night off, you know, like they're, you know, playing in the pit at theaters and stuff like that. And they would just get together and, and do this. Um, just to meet other people and to and to just enjoy jazz, and it sounds that like you've really um, encapsulated that, and, and you know, and given that a new life, um, you know, from your own perspective and your own, you know, vibe and feel. Um, yeah. Now, John, um, when I didn't have that Monday gig, um, every Monday, man, I used to go check John out at the yeah. uh, movies, like every month, Monday. Like when they call me for the Groove Merchant gig, like it's always nice for a musician to get called for a gig to really get to work. But mm-hmm. like part like part of me was really saddened that I now I can now 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 I can't go check John out. Yeah, I have to play <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which is like one of the biggest problems like most musicians run and when you're like a working musician, that's mostly what what you do to support yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't seem to have much time when to really go support something as, as much as it. you you would want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but uh, so what? Uh, at the first, we were just playing a playing a standard, playing straight ahead. Then uh, with different members of uh, the band, like when I had Sam. Uh, we really start to really play around with the way that we will play the standard. And when I had my uh, my uh, brother that I grew up with in my country, we now take a take a standard from uh, from jazz and then we fusion it with hey with Haitian style. So it's like yeah, while while we're still playing jazz, you know the song, but you you hear some of the things in it. And now that we have joy. It's like uh, we just do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem like you yeah. can really put too much past Joe Potenza, you know. So, for sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, that's cool. And what is the uh, the Caribbean Soul Night like with with Becky? Man, what are you doing I, there? This is yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, with with the Caribbean Soul, uh, this is another gig for me that's like very unique. Um, it's like, as, like as a working music musician, I am very thankful to really get to play the big parties, the weddings, the mm-hmm. big this. But uh, after a while, most 
musicians start to really resent those like musically because you you really seems to be doing the same thing over and over which pays well which i don't mind doing it like anytime work like work is work mm-hmm. but with the caribbean duo we have becky bass singer extraordinary man she she's amazing and mm-hmm. then plays the steel the steel pan yeah that's awesome while she sang and i am playing keys and i'm playing left left hand bass and sang some uh, background vocal so that the project is really nice that uh so what we what we go for we since Rhode Island is so warm we will start to bring the Caribbean heat that I really get to like play soca play reggae play another like very comp- like for month for monday night i am playing with the groove mel chat which is like one type of music playing yeah. uh, play and then on tuesday jazz and then on wednesday we are like playing like reggae like which is like which bring me in, in a complete different world yeah like yeah. which i really love like every night that i get to really be an actor like to really like forget out forget about myself and be be a whole new thing which is like really like which keeps me very motivated and keeps me really happy doing music yeah yeah you have some other connections to reggae as well correct like have you um sat with those some other people or yeah yeah job for sure like that you know i've seen some jim job yeah yeah you oh yeah oh yeah and, so uh, uh i Reggae, I stuff like that. I uh, have played both keys and bass for for the Monday night reggae band. Uh, the is natural that element. To me. The natural element. Thank yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, Jim Jab. Most people don't know. Like he's a Cape Verdean, like like superstar. He produces a lot and play with everybody. He is one of the guys that really, when I start to play with him, that connect me to a lot of different all the people that mm-hmm. is, that I'm thankful with them too and those kind of guys that are kind of a little older than me are in, inspiration mm-hmm. for me as well because when you see him on Monday night you would think he is Jamaican <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I guess <laughs> which is dreadful <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're, they're ridiculous, you know, and, and oh, the, you know, like I, I've kind of put them in the category of like when I've seen them, but I just kind of want to quit playing music just because I'm not, 
that good. They, you know, I'd be like, they, I can't do what they, they do. This is crazy, you know. So ah, come on. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, this is really the mentality of every musician, which which keep us very home, yeah. uh, home mumbled, which is nice. Yeah. But, but man, cool. they 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 are like so tight, so good at it though. And that's awesome that, that you've been able to connect with them. I mean, your the spectrum of music that you play is uh, I. I haven't really met too many people that that can do that so it's really wonderful to to hear your story about that um oh man thank you man and and uh it's like like for for me it like it like it like it wasn't so much of a of a decision it was so much of like saying yes to like a challenge yeah and uh, i uh, don't know if it's because i'm a uh, scorpio i really don't know uh, when like when I get a challenge, it's it's like it fuels me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, most people don't know it, but in about I would say sixty five, if not more, of things that I do, uh, it's just thing people like uh, people say, "Can you do this?" And I say, "Sure." <laughs> and yeah. and I just go and and uh, figure it out. And when I send it out, I am just waiting for like oh. Are they gonna like it? Is it? And then, oh man, this is great! Oh man, this is amazing! And they send me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this sounds like a challenge on this end, though. I'm just gonna keep my ears to the tracks and be like, oh, <laughs> what I can call Johnny for that? It'll be like, damn it, I don't know if I can do that, you know? So, <laughs> oh man, man, listen. Uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's this band in town called Big Nazo. You might have heard yeah. of of them or not. For course, me, yeah. it's a complete different world where, like, I'm usually called to create music, like to play notes. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got called by this genius called Erminio. He's a genius, and and yeah. like what's going on in his head, and when when he calls you, he wants to create specific emotions and like feeling, like. That has nothing to do with chords, with sound yeah. per se. Like he said, like, do you have like like a noise and your keyboard? Do you have like a helicopter? Like things like, like and me, I'm like, I'm, I am uh, sure that I do. And I'm looking for that sound as I'm saying that I'm sure that I do. That you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but, interesting. So you've, you've played with them as well, like in the like marching band part of it or like sure. the stage band? Uh, uh, well, they have like gigs. Like uh, I, I uh, mostly do some events with uh, with them, some fashion show, and uh, I play at uh, Risley with yep. uh, with uh, them and uh, thing and things like that. And uh, I was really lucky to really oh play with Jeff Coffin at the Rhode, at the Rhode Island College. Cool, a uh, big band. Orchestra, which for me was really fun again to really get that call and 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 like come up to it and learn the chart and get a chance to really read the music like read like read read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, 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 music. So um, I uh, just like saying yes to to things and yeah. and uh, and just see what I can do. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that kind of brings to mind, like, so when people throw these songs, throw these sets out to you, um, I mean, obviously some of the stuff is original, but like if you're doing this research, are you just downloading 
the the music charts for this? Are you transcribing your own stuff like super quick, or like how are you learning this stuff so quickly? Um, well, this is a great question, man. And uh, um, nine out of uh, ten times, I would prefer to listen to it as much as I can and uh, put my hands on it because. The way that I play music, uh, I like if I play a note for you to feel like that note came from me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're and, like actually uh, playing it like once as when, soon as you when, can, basically. When I can, and uh, not all times. As for it, like there, when you have little times, uh, I get a chance to read music, so I am lucky that that I do that. So I would go go look at anything that I can find or just write a quick cheat sheet like in I uh, real pro chart and uh-huh. just some just something to to really guide uh, me but nine out of, of uh, ten times I would listen to it first then write a chart as a backup oh, okay that's even more impressive you know but <laughs> you're, not like, you're not like cool I just printed the thing out I can read music it's simple you know but like actually putting in that dedication of uh you know, listening and, and, you know, trying to engage with the music early on. Yeah. I, uh, the more gigs that I get, I, I, uh, kind of try to really write quick charts and mm-hmm. find my way to it because time doesn't allow it. But the way that I see music and, uh, this is really what music is. And, uh, I like to study from like the best one that uh, do it. Like when you listen to, to a song, there's a certain way that it makes you feel that that's not really coming from knowledge. That's not really mm-hmm. coming from notes. It's coming from feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't found a way to really write a chart and infuse as much feel as I can yeah, into yeah. it. I I haven't found that way. Uh, I am sure that like some guys like John John Ormark might have found that. Uh, way but so but once i hear it like when i'm talking to you right now with your voice i uh, can easily detect your mood your your feeling from just listening from just yeah, listening yeah so there's i uh, feel like there's a lot more power in my ears than my eyes when when i'm doing music that is mm-hmm. one uh, quick thing that i want to inject there like as i told you I wanted to go to Berkeley so much, and I didn't really get to to really do that. But uh, I really start to really be confused at uh, some point because uh, I was l- very lucky to really get a lot of calls to uh, to actually do a few things for Berkeley, mm-hmm. and uh, when they would call me and. I would be honored for the call, but I would be thinking to myself, uh, I mean, this is Berkeley. There must be <laughs> thousands, if not more, of uh, people there. And what I'm telling you now is not really something that I knew about myself up until that I got some calls and I would go to the people that, that called me and I said, oh man, I'm like really honored that you called me, but uh, I mean, this is Berkeley, like, like, and they, we said, man, listen, you don't know half of uh, the story, man. There are cats that, that finish here that, uh, that can play the entire keyboard in like five seconds, but they cannot play one song. Mm-hmm. 
because what like one of the things that I learned in life is to always serve the moment that you're in. Like when I get a gig, I try my best to not come to the gig and show you what Johnny can can do. You send me your music, and I'm like, here's what you wanted back. Yeah. And I like for me, I uh, find that keep me working in uh, places that, based on my interpretation, I have no business being being here because there are so many other great options that I know well. Like I know those guys in Boston. I know yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. so when I get a call like that, I'm like so honored. But that really comes from like uh, trying my best to really give. Like serve the music as mm-hmm. opposed to share my skill of reading, my skill of playing, my skill of that, which unfortunately happened way too much in those big schools. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, with regard to like music instruction, are are you um, involved in that? Are you uh, you know passing this along to, to other students and? I am very much, much uh, so. I uh, do teach and I get a chance to sometimes go to high uh, school, do some musical programs, and uh, and I I get a chance to play camps, like uh, awesome. summer camps. But uh, right now, I'm mostly teaching privately. Like, uh, uh, I'm lucky that I have, like, uh, like Zoom is kind of still like a, like a great thing that's kind of go ahead but yes i do teach and something that i really love to do that's great um yeah are you accepting students now or like what are you i am that? Yeah, i am okay yeah. so what's the I best am. way for people to get in touch with you for that just a uh, facebook okay. or, or or any social media uh when when this thing just first first started i i kind of was relaxing more just just taking some time to kind of because mm-hmm. I haven't got time to sleep, so I use that time to sleep to to study some of the things to yeah. read to 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 kind of venture into some other places. But yeah, uh, any social media is a good place to really contact me or my email as well, which is jkeys one hundred three at gmail dot com. Awesome. So like you played so many different styles of music all around the state. Like what is your view of the Rhode Island music scene from where you're playing and from your side of the keyboards or your side of the bass or whatever? Like the Rhode Island scene is a little funny. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish there were more opportunity for musicians and I am great. I am grateful for the calls that I get, for the uh, opportunity that I get, but I really don't like to be the exception to the opportunity. Like I uh, would have loved, loved, loved that that anybody have a place that they can really okay. do what they love. And for right now, I'm not sure if that's what's going on. Um, I'm lucky, and I'm and I'm not com planning for myself uh since i put my hands in a lot of different things if i'm not doing this i'm usually doing that like like which is good but um 
that's not something that I'm proud of as a whole state. Yeah, like if you were just solely playing jazz, it might not be able to exactly keep it going. And, uh, or, yeah, yeah, like uh, like for example, uh, for a guy like John Orbach, for example, like like those are cats like like I am talking that you don't find those kind of things in New York and like big cities, you mm -hmm. don't find it. And just to to see like guys like that, we see, like he brings the best of the world just for you here to just come check out and for a guy like that to not really have more grip on 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 like opportunities and uh and uh and Rhode Island like we have Billy Osborne we have like some great names that come from here oh, which I, I actually was lucky enough to actually play with him oh um, really nice yeah which I'm really glad uh, but yeah, so so we have some some great people that are here, but it's like I am not sure that the environment uh, is supportive enough. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, we will see like what happens on the other side of this COVID nineteen thing. You know, obviously, so much stuff is shifting. Um, you know, I've definitely seen some. You know talk about how things are going to be restructured and you know what's going to be there unfortunately we might lose some clubs but there's going to be some something that's different so like with a lot of these things hopefully we can kind of start from a different level and and build a, a scene that we all want and need you know so go out and support jazz and support johnny and john and joe and every you know all these people that we're talking about here so uh there'd be more uh, opportunities to see this top-notch talent so yeah man i really hope also i mean we are in a season now this is really not the end of uh, of uh, the world that this this is not the end of life this is a season just like we have had in uh, the past it's 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 exactly what you just said it is currently affecting a lot of people but uh, like like I have this this optimism like about Rhode Island. That's like crazy because Rhode Island is, after all, the creative city, mm -hmm. and uh, we have had PVD fest and and a lot of great fest that really allow us to to really do some great things. Here. And I'm hopeful that uh, uh, on like on the upper uh, uh, like some of the people from the state will will kind of sit down and uh, kind of view this from from like a decision, like people that can really make a decision, mm -hmm. that really see how they could keep the state with 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 its name, the yeah, creative like, city. Yeah, like supporting art and music, and, and like actually supporting them, keeping them here, so that they uh, will allow that that nickname to be true. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Cool. But yeah, you know, uh, last question for you here. Uh, I wanted yeah. to ask what you would consider is your greatest music accomplishment. Wow, it's a loaded question, man. It's it's. Yeah, I know it's a big one. I like to drop it on yeah. people. And... Man, <laughs> you know, we're having this, you know, this chat, and then be like, "Tell me the definitive." <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but well, just like, I mean. You know. <laughs> hope that i don't disappoint but um uh, for me as i told you before um i am uh, really honored for the opportunity that i get in places that i've really get a chance to be but f like 
for me and myself, I don't feel like I've done anything yet. And I am kind of curious and hungry uh, about the next thing, like oh, okay. that, that thing. And um, I think music, musically, um, um, I had a chance to play in Africa. And I believe that was my one of my first time in, uh, in Africa. And I was playing with my band, with the Johnny Kiss Trio. And uh, the wow. Johnny Kiss band at the time, because we had more than a trio. And... Um, I was playing in Cape Verde, man. Oh, man. That was a great moment for me. Not to be on a stage, but to be on a stage on a whole other part of the world with my band. Yeah, wow. So that that was a great uh, thing for me that I'm really proud of. And I, got, I had a chance again to play in West Africa. We went to... Ghana, Togo, Ben and uh, Benin, and I went there with uh, some amazing people. I went there with Godwin Lewis, with H.N. Charles, with Aaron Goldberg, with Pauline Jean, and there's this uh, this uh, from West Africa. I believe she's from uh, uh, Ivory Coast. I, I believe so. Uh, her name is Hawa uh, Busim. And I, I, I had a chance to play bass for her. And That's cool. the playing was like really cool. But for me, I was in a whole other place and uh, playing like music from Africa, like music that was like music, like music that's in my blood, but not in day two, day two, day thing that I do. So those uh, moments for me, and I got a chance to, I did that twice. Uh, uh, the year before and uh, this this January I uh, was there playing and uh, it was like great for for me to be there but uh, in terms of accomplishment I really don't feel man that I've done uh, like I've accomplished mm-hmm. anything yes. like I'm I'm still looking for yeah, it's yet to come well Johnny Keys it's been uh, incredible to get to talk with you. Um, I can truly appreciate your time and yeah, just sincerely. Thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out and thank you so much for really put that spotlight on um, Rhode Island. We are very, it's a very small city, but there's, there's actually a lot of things yeah. going, going on here. When I first started to step out, and really check the city out. There's a lot of things here. So, so uh, hopefully with what you are doing, people from all over the world can really uh, have a hint of what's going on here. And hope, hopefully that will make them curious to really come check it out, bring some business bring uh, to, to the state and uh, keep things going. Yeah, thank you.